Hello and welcome to the adventures of Paul Temple from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. We present Peter Cook and Marjorie Westbury in the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Alex Affair. Episode one, Mrs. Trevelyan. Sorry to wake you, sir. Oh, oh, that's all right. You are. I think. Oh, what what time is it now? Uh, it's uh, half past ten, sir. Oh, about another half an hour before we reach London. Yep, yes, sir. There's not many people travelling tonight. Oh, I've had it as quiet as this for months. Trains half empty. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Ticket, please, miss. Hey, ticket, please. Oh, blimey. Come along, miss. Wake up. Come along. Wake up. Your ticket, if you... Would you mind coming into the next compartment, sir? Wait, what is it, man? You seen a ghost or something? It's a young lady, sir. I I think she's been taken ill. Why, yes, of course I'd come. What is it? What's the matter with her? Why, man? She's dead. Dead? Hey, look in the corner. Look what's written on the window. A L E X. Alex? Now, what on earth does that mean, I wonder? Hello, what the hell are they doing? Oh, hello. Is that you, George? 
Listen, I've just seen your copy on the Alex murder, and it stinks. Well, to start with, I want an entirely new heading. Scotland Yard sends for Paul Temple. Oh, of course they have. Damn it, man, it's six of a mile. Forbes left the yard an hour ago. He's with Temple now. What? Of course he's calling him in. What the hell do you think they're doing? Drinking each other's health? Well, your very good health, Temple. Thank you, Sir Graham. Good luck. Skull. Skull. Now, what have you been doing with yourself during the past two or three months? I tried to telephone you several well, times. Steve but... and I have been staying down in the country. Oh, really? You see, I'm, I'm writing a new novel. At least I'm trying to write one. It's supposed to be finished by the end of the month. I read your last novel. Oh, did you, Inspector? The detective was a bigger fool than ever. Well, he had to be, Sir Graham. He was practically the chief commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose we don't have to tell you why we're here, Temple. Alex? Yes. No, I'm sorry, Sir Graham. I'd like to help you, but... I've got this novel to finish by the end of the month. Temple, I don't think you realize just how serious this business is. I saw the Home Secretary this morning, and he asked me to deliver a message. He said, tell Paul Temple... You tell the Home Secretary that if you finish writing my novel, I'll catch Alex for it. Oh, really? No, no. All right, seriously, Sir Graham. When did you first hear it, Alex? Uh, six months ago. Yes, a man called Richard East was murdered. He was found in his car on the Great North Road. Written across the windscreen of the car was the word Alex. I see. And that was the first time? Yes. Hmm. How was East murdered, exactly? Well, he was shot through the head, wasn't he, Craig? Yes, sir. Motive? Well, there didn't appear to be a motive. That's the extraordinary part about it, Temple. We just don't know what we're up against. Well, it certainly wasn't money, East had about 150 quid in his pocket when we found him. And after the East murder? Well, after the East murder, we started the usual investigations, of course, without much success, I'm afraid. But we had no reason to suppose Alex would strike again. Not until the body of Norma Rice was found in a railway carriage with the name Alex scrawled across the window. Yes, and there again, you see, Temple, there didn't appear to be a motive. Could it have been suicide? Suicide? <laughs> Miss Rice had just opened in a new play. It was a great success. Yes, but even Besides, so... Besides, she'd just got herself engaged to be married. Everything in the garden was rosy. Couldn't possibly have been suicide, whichever way you look at it. Was Miss Rice shot through the head? No. As a matter of fact, when the ticket collector first found her, he thought she was asleep. She'd been poisoned. Obviously, someone had administered a delayed action poison. It was some while before it actually took effect. And in each case, the murderer left the name Alex on a window. Yes. On the window of the railway compartment and on the windscreen of the car. Mm, I see. Tell me, is this word Alex the only link between the two murders? The only reason for suspecting that they were committed by the same person? Yes, except that... We found a card on Richard East, a visiting card. Written on the back of it was the name Mrs. Trevelyan. Well? Well, go on, Crane. We found the same name in the back of a diary belonging to Norma Rice. The name Mrs. Trevelyan? Yes. 
see. Temple, if I didn't think this business was serious, then believe me, I shouldn't... Look, uh, Sir Graham, I'd like to help you. I would honestly. But, well, you see, I made Steve a promise. I promised her faithfully that under no circumstances whatsoever would... I think I hear her. Now, don't say anything about this, please. Ah, hello, darling. Well, look who's here. Sir Graham. Hello. Oh, after all this time. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Gosh, you look younger every time we meet. Oh. Steve, what have you been doing to yourself? It's a new hat, darling. Why don't you like it? Is it back to front? <laughs> of course it's not back <laughs> to front. <laughs> oh, um, this is a colleague of mine, Steve. I don't think you've met. Inspector Crane. How are you, Mrs. Temple? How do you do, Inspector? Well, I... I suppose we'd better be trotting along. Uh, thanks for the sherry, Temple. Goodbye, Steve. I hope we'll meet again pretty soon. Why don't you come to dinner one night? We'd love to have you. Wouldn't we, darling? Yes, of course. Oh, thank you, Steve. I'll give you a ring. Say, one night next week. Mm, splendid. No, 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 no. We'll let ourselves out. Goodbye, Mrs. Temple. I'm very pleased to have met you. Goodbye. Well... You look very pleased with yourself. Hmm. Is it the new hat? Yes. Don't you really like mm, it? It's stupendous. It's fabulous. Oh. How much was it? You are a beast. Hmm. What did Sir Graham want? Hmm? Oh, uh, <clears throat> he just uh, happened to be passing and he thought he'd pop in, that's all. Have you seen tonight's paper? Uh, no, darling, why? Here it is. You see what it says? Scotland Yard sends for Paul to... Oh, you don't want to take any notice of that sort of thing. Paul, did Sir Graham mention this Alex affair? Well, he, he mentioned it, of course, in a general sort of way, but... Uh -huh. uh, good Lord, is that the time? I must be off. I'm supposed to be at Broadcasting House at 7 o'clock. Oh, I'll drive you there. Oh, good. Then if you pick me up again later, we can have a spot of dinner together. Yes. All right. Steve, look, don't worry. I'm not going to get mixed up in anything. I promise you. All right. And don't make a fool of yourself. Well, tonight. why should I? Just because I'm in a discussion program. Yes, but what will you do if they ask you some pretty awkward questions? I shall give them some pretty awkward answers. <laughs> 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 You're nearly ready, old boy. Uh, no, I'm afraid we're not. Uh, Temple isn't here yet. I say, he's cutting you rather fine, isn't it? Uh, yes, he certainly is, Sir Ernest. Are the recording people ready? Oh, yes, they're all set. Ah, oh, yes, Temple. I'm oh, terribly no. sorry I'm late. You're not late. Uh, not <coughs> quite. Thirty seconds to spare. Okay, everybody. We're all ready now. <coughs> now, remember, although this is a recording, it's the real thing, so be on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> really? I've never felt so nervous. <laughs> Uh, hello. Hello, recording channel. Start rolling. We present question time. A spontaneous discussion in which the panel give their views on questions sent in by listeners. We have with us in the studio this evening A.P. Mulroy, editor of the London Tribune, Sir Ernest Cranberry, professor of economics at Preston University, Paul Temple, novelist and private investigator, 
Lady Wayman and Dr. Howard Lang, uh, principal of Rexton University. The question master is Donald Black. Well, our first question this evening comes from Mrs. Palfrey of Chorley Forest Abingdale near Brentwood. Mrs. Palfrey asks the panel what is meant by the science of a particular subject. Is it correct, she says, for instance, to speak of the science of history? <laughs> Dr. Lang. Uh, well, of course, it depends what you mean by the word science. If one takes it literally, then obviously the only intelligent way to... <coughs> Sir Ernest. What's, what's the matter? It's my heart. I, I, I can feel it racing. Hello, recording channel. Uh, cut. Sir Ernest, are you all right? Yes, yes, I'll, I'll be all right. I say, I, I must... Terribly sorry. Get some water somewhere. No, no, don't try and get up, sir. Oh, but I must. I, I can't stay. No. Uh, now, take it easy, sir. Don't excite yourself. Tempo, listen. Yes? There's something I want you to know, just in case anything happens. Now, now, nothing's going to happen. You'll be all right. Of course, it's, it's just a nasty turn. We all get this sort of thing. No, no, it isn't, you see. Tempo, listen. Hmm. I... I want to tell you about Alex. About Alex? Alex. Now, listen. When I first received this letter, I... <laughs> Temple. Oh, is he? Yes. I'm afraid he's dead. Ernest married? No, he was a bachelor. Lived in a service flat just off Park Lane. Must have been a dreadful shock to everybody in the studio. <laughs> it certainly was. We didn't know what on earth to do. What did the doctor say when he came? There was nothing he could say. Heart failure, overexcitement. There'll be an inquest, of course. Do you think it was heart failure? Just overexcitement? No. What did Sir Ernest mean when he said, I want to tell you about Alex? I don't know. I've been thinking about it ever since. There was something else, too, which rather intrigued me. Oh, what? Well, we had to search his pockets. As a matter of fact, we were trying to find his address. Inside his wallet, there was a small piece of paper. It dropped onto the floor. No one else noticed it, so I, um... Well, it is. There's nothing on this, Paul. Yes, there is. In the corner, in pencil. Oh, yes. Mrs. Trevelyan. Well, that was the name you told me about. The name they found on the visiting card and in the diary belonging to Norma Rice. Yes. Oh, I don't understand. Why on not... Oh, darling, do pull over. That car's trying to pass us. Why, Timothy, he's in a hurry. Pull over, dear. What the devil's he trying to do? And it forced us into that shop window. Yes, and it was done deliberately. There's no doubt about that, Steve. No. Did you see the man who was driving? No, I didn't. I didn't either, unfortunately. But I got the number, DVC... 629. Yes. I suppose you could trace it. The number, I mean. Yes, of course, if it's genuine, but... But what? Well, supposing this business has got something to do with Alex, 
Alex. But it can't have Paul. But supposing it has. Well? Well, would you still want me to chase that number? Yes, I would. Forget that promise. Forget that promise, darling, if you really want to. All right, Mrs. Temple, if that's how you feel. Now hold on to that expensive hat of yours. Here we go. Waiting nearly an hour for this friend of yours. Yes, but don't worry. Spider will turn up all right. Have another pink gin. No, thank you very much. <laughs> I take it you're not very impressed by this establishment. Is one supposed to be impressed by it? Well, of course. It's one of the most famous pubs in London. <laughs> well, what sort of a man is this, uh, Spider Williams? <laughs> You'll soon see. I can't understand you, darling. I really can't. Why didn't you get in touch with Sir Graham about the car? Surely he could have found out all you want to know. If I'm going to investigate this business, I'm going to do it in my own sweet way. Mm-hmm. Ah, here's our friend. Now, don't laugh. He takes himself very seriously. Hello, Mr. Temple. Hello. Sorry, I'm late. And a terrible time getting here. Terrible. Oh, well, never mind. Sit down, Spider. Oh, this is... Ah, oh, you don't have to tell me who this is. Could spot her a mile off. Hello, Mrs. Temple. Glad to know you. Hello. Sorry I'm late. Had a terrible time getting here. Terrible. Well, any luck, Spider? Not a blame thing. Oh. Not a blame thing. I've had Harris working on it as well, and he's drawn a blank. Now, tell me again. What sort of a car was it? I've told you. So far as I could see, it looked like a Milford. Yeah. And you say it happened last night... Just, just... after nine o'clock. I'd left Broadcasting House, and we were on our way down to Piccadilly. Of course, these cars aren't easy to trace. In the first place... Uh, is your name Williams? Yeah, that's right. What's up, then? Well, you're wanted on the telephone. So, Mr. Harris. Oh, thanks. Hold on a jiff, Mr. Temple. He's perhaps discovered something. <laughs> well, what do you think of him? You have the nicest friends, darling. <laughs> uh, can I get you anything? Hmm? Oh, um, yes, the same again, please. Right. Okay. Why, hello, Simon. I never thought I should... Hello. Lordy. You are not, Simon? No, I'm afraid I'm not. Oh, now, just fancy my slapping you on the back like that. Now, what a stupid thing to do. <laughs> I really don't know what to say. Oh, that's I... all right. I could only see your back. I-, I was sure you were Simon Phipps. No, I'm afraid I'm not. My name's Temple. Yes, of course, I recognize you. Now, Paul Temple. Sir. How very stupid of me. Mistakes will happen. Even in the best of families. <laughs> well, well, it's very sporty of you to take it like that. I must say, but, you know, I feel an awful fool. <laughs> Strangely enough, I've only just finished reading one of your detective novels. Oh? Murder on the Mayflower. Oh, well, uh, I hope you liked it. Oh, it was most ingenious. Most ingenious. Thank you. And mind you, I thought it was a bit obvious when that man jumped off the boat so suddenly. Oh, of course, you know, I go in for that sort of thing a lot. Jumping off boats? Oh, 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 no. Detective novels, I mean. Oh, you write them. Mercy, no, I read them. Read them all day long. Do you know I've read 463 detective novels in two years? Ooh, that's pretty good going, isn't it? Yes, whichever way you look at it, that seems to be pretty good going. Anything to do with murder, crime, or criminology. <laughs> I'm an absolute glutton. And yet, you know, I'm docile myself. Couldn't hurt so much as a fly. 
Ah, well, my profuse apologies, Mr. Temple. No, that's all right. Goodbye. Oh. If it's any consolation to you, my friend Simon Phipps is a very good-looking man. Uh, goodbye, Mrs. Temple. Goodbye. Now, what made him think I was Mrs. Temple? You never introduced me. You look like Mrs. Temple. Oh, very good. But what's more to the point, what made him think I was Simon Phipps? If he really did think I was Simon Phipps. Hmm. Oh, here's Spider. He looks excited. We struck lucky, Governor. Oh? That is, struck oil, as you might say. Well? That car, it was a six-cylinder Milford. Black. DVC 629. Had a GV plate on the back. Yes, I think it had. Who does it belong to? <laughs> yeah, that gov, quite a little detective, ain't she? It belongs to a doctor, Mrs. Temple. A Dr. Kohima. Dr. Kohima? That's right. 497 Great Wigmore Street. I think I've heard that name before. He's a Greek, a, a nerve specialist, a, a sort of psychiatrist. Uh, yes. Uh, are you sure of this, Spider? We don't make mistakes in our business, Mr. Temple. You know that. Dr. Kohima, you say? That's right. 497 Great Wigmore Street. Dr. Charles Kohima. Well, here we are, Steve. Did you make an appointment? Yes, I phoned through this afternoon. Um, what are you going to do? Wait for me in the car? No, I noticed the registry office around the corner. I think I'll see if they can find us a replacement for Charlie. Mm, that's not going to be very easy. You know, with all his faults, I must confess I'm missing Charlie. So am I. But I spoke to the doctor again this morning, and it'll be another month at least before he's out of hospital. Well, see what you can do, darling. And remember, I prefer brunettes. Yes, all right. <laughs> There's no need to wait for me, Paul. I'll go straight home. See you later. Yes, all right, dear. Good afternoon, sir. Oh, good afternoon. I have an appointment with Dr. Kohima. My name's Temple. Oh, yes, sir. Will you come in? Thank you. Would you mind waiting in here a few moments, sir? Yes, certainly. Thank you. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. That looks as if it's going to turn out nice again, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, I think it will, with a bit of luck. Well, our friend seems to be as busy as ever. Our friend? Uh, Dr. Kohima. Oh. Uh, uh, oh, this is your first visit, perhaps? Well, actually, yes, it is. Well, you won't regret it. Oh, I hope not. He's a brilliant man, really brilliant. Take my word for it. Uh, haven't we met before somewhere? I don't think so. Uh, my name's Latham, Carl Latham. Car yes, I thought so. We have met... Uh, about six or seven years ago at Lady Forrester's. Oh, indeed. I'm afraid I don't actually remember... Paul Temple. Oh, yes, of course. You write detective novels and things. Uh, chiefly detective novels. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. <laughs> That's all right. If I remember correctly, you once wrote a play. Yes, 
Had a very good run. Made me a lot of money. Oh, congratulations. Well, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Tell me, didn't a girl called Norma Rice play the lead? Yes, as a matter of fact, she did. Ah. She was awfully good, too, awfully good. Did you see in the papers that she was found dead in a railway carriage? Yes, most distressing business. Mm, most distressing. Such a charming girl, too. Mm. Have you written anything else since? No, not a word. Not a single word. As a matter of fact, I've uh, been ill during the past three or four years. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm much better now, thank you. Thanks to Dr. Kahima? Entirely. He really is first class. He's such a... Well, such a personality. You feel instinctively that he's going to do the very best he can for you. As you can imagine, that's rather important with a psychiatrist. Yes, I should think so. Oh, um, will you have a cigarette? Oh, thanks. Light? Thank you. <clears throat> yes, I've been very groggy. Had one or two very nasty turns. Oh, sorry. Well, as a matter of fact, strictly between ourselves, I've been suffering from hallucinations. Hallucinations? Yes. However, I'm cured now, completely cured, but... Uh, it was really rather nasty while it lasted. Yes, I should imagine so. I had the impression that everywhere I went, I was being followed. Really? Yes, and oddly enough, always by the same person. What sort of a person? A girl. A smart girl. I could see her just as clearly as I can see you now. Brown shoes, brown suit, brown handbag, perky little hat. <laughs> I suppose, really, it was quite the nicest type of hallucination. And Dr. Kahima convinced he you... He convinced me that she never existed. Which, of course, she didn't. Oh, yes, he's really quite brilliant. The doctor's sorry to keep you waiting, Mr. Temple. He'll be able to see you in about five or ten minutes. Oh, good, thank you. Uh, your appointment wasn't till four o'clock, Mr. Latham. Uh, didn't you know that? Yes, but I found myself in the district with rather a lot of time on my hands, so I naturally oh, thought... Oh, it's quite all right, providing you don't mind waiting. No, not at all. Right. Well, I'll tell the doctor you're here. Thank you. Is that Dr. Kohima's secretary? Yes, an awfully nice person. Now, what on earth's her name? Um... Oh, of course, Mrs. Trevelyan. That was the first episode of the Francis Durbridge serial Paul Temple and the Alex Affair with Peter Cook as Paul Temple Marjorie Westbury as Steve James Thomason as Sir Graham Forbes and Hayden Jones as Inspector Crane. The serial was produced in London by Martin C. Webster. <laughs> <laughs>